For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. All right, here's what we're going to explore on today's show. AI is everywhere. So, of course, it's a huge part of LinkedIn. We'll tell you what you're going to be able to do with AI on LinkedIn. Also, if you're looking to target people at a specific company using LinkedIn, there's some tools to do that that are getting way, way better. And a way to do bulk outreach on LinkedIn without it feeling like bulk outreach. We've all received messages that you know are going to 100 people. And this is a way to kind of, you know, change things up a little bit. So, hey, my name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show from Social Media Examiner, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Today, I am joined by Judy Fox. Judy is a LinkedIn strategist and has a course called the LinkedIn Business Accelerator Program. And Judy, welcome back to the show. So glad that you are here again. Excited to be here. So we're going to talk about AI with LinkedIn. And I was excited about these when I saw them. And then you got me even more excited about them. So talk first about the AI, if they call it an AI-powered collaborative article. So what is that? And how can we use that as marketers? Yes. So LinkedIn is making what I consider the end result is getting a top voice badge on your profile. So what that means is these AI collaborative articles are created, as it says, by AI. And when you contribute your original thoughts to these articles, people will upvote your thoughts and you can earn what's considered a top voice in that skill, in that exact thing. So if you look at my profile, I have earned, drum roll, top voice in social media, and I've actually earned a top voice in sales, which is really exciting. And so where do people, like if I wanted to jump in and collaborate and have this opportunity to, you know, not only contribute, but be seen as a thought leader, where would I find these? I mean, do you search for them? Do they come up in your feed? Where do you go when you start to do this? So they are becoming more searchable. I would give you two places. First, you can go to my profile and I created a spreadsheet. I am always a big fan of spreadsheets. Okay. You are more than welcome to request access and I will give it to you. And there are over 350 pages now that you can become a top voice in that skill. So 350 skills plus. Wow. Okay. The next place is just go into LinkedIn and search for LinkedIn skill pages. And LinkedIn has summarized a lot of the skills, but I will say LinkedIn is not even completely sharing all the skills pages and I have more than they have. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, <laughs> these are AI generated. So when I saw these launch, they had zero followers. And within a couple of weeks, they have millions of followers. So if you land on a skills page, that has not been pushed out by LinkedIn yet, and it's only got 100 followers, 
jump on it and you can actually earn the skills badge even easier, if that makes sense. So don't be scared that some of these have like 100 followers. Just be early. Yeah, because it obviously opens up all kinds of other opportunities once you've got that additional authority on your profile. And then speaking of profiles, that's the other part is an AI tool for our profiles, which I kind of love because, you know, unless you've only had two jobs, sometimes it's hard to figure out what you should put in your about section. So how is this helping us improve our profiles? Yes. So it hasn't been rolled out to me, just FYI. So I haven't physically seen it or touched it, but I will say it's going to give you AI generated suggestions for how to generate your about section and your headline section. And as we all know, And this is how I use AI. Sometimes AI for me unlocks like a block, like a writer's block, for example, and getting that initial draft so you can look at it and then you can say, yeah, I don't like that. I want to edit it. So I would probably not just lean on AI 100% rating all of your language. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so my understanding of it is it'll essentially, you know, obviously LinkedIn knows what keywords people are searching for and LinkedIn knows what talent and skills, as they call them, people are looking for. So so it'll basically scan your whole job history and then generate it based on that. Yes. And I will tell people, because this is insider knowledge I'm going to give to everyone right now, your headline for your keywords will always be more powerful than your about section. Just if you're going to spend time fixing your keywords, get those keywords in your headline. Because that's going to rank higher in search where you come up based on that versus Correct. the about section. Yes. Yeah. That certainly makes sense for sure. Okay, lots more LinkedIn updates that we've got to get into. But real quick, if you feel like you're always playing catch up in the marketing industry, one thing to be aware of and quickly get ahead is Web3. And you can stay ahead of the curve when you sign up for our free Web3 for Beginners course. We'll show you why Web3 is important for your business, how to get started, discover how to thrive with the next wave of business innovation. And you can check it out now at socialmediaexaminer.com slash web the number three course, okay? Socialmediaexaminer.com slash web three course. So some updates to the algorithm, which uh, these happen all the time, of course, on all the social platforms, but sometimes they tell us about them, which is nice. So what are the updates that people are gonna be seeing in their LinkedIn feeds as we need to be aware of as marketers? Yes, I love saying that we can count on life, death, taxes, and algorithm updates. I would add yes. that as the fourth <laughs> one we can always count on. So at a very simple level, it's basically saying if somebody in your network that you're connected with is liking and commenting on something, it's going to show up more in your feed because they're assuming that you're connected with similar people who want to level up and be in a same professional capacity. They're assuming your network is your net worth. So what I would say about that is think of in reverse of where you put your likes and comments and what you want to be servicing in the people you're connected with, their feed, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's overall just saying, hey, we assume you want to see more posts from your connections. We want to see more people and pages you follow. And of course, when you search for topics, I'm actually finding even when I search for a hashtag, it's actually scraping posts even better than it used to, Hmm. where it's surfacing content that is outside that hashtag, even if it was never actually formed with the hashtag in front of it. So I think that's basically showing LinkedIn's improving their search capacity for delivering the content that you want to see in your newsfeed. Yeah. And the thing I love about this is like over on Facebook and Instagram, they're calling this this unconnected distribution. This is showing content to people that are not following you, which is always 
the dream opportunity, right? As a marketer, it's like, okay, yes, show it to more people who will like this. But I feel like this means it's even more important to start looking at your insights, your analytics at to what topics are working and really doubling down on those. Because sometimes I think when we just get stuck talking to our own followers over and over again, we have no idea, but this is definitely an opportunity for marketers. If you know you double down, like you you mentioned, some of the topics that are doing really well, this algorithm shift can definitely help expand those a lot more. Yes. And to me, it's all about reverse engineering. Type in what you wish to be found for and start finding some of those people who are consistently yes. liking some of the topics and engaging and commenting, and then go try to connect with them. Because those are the people who are the movers and shakers on the platform, making that get visibility in the niches you want to be in. Yeah, that's brilliant. And did they say they almost never do, but you know, they always say more things you'll like, more things from your connections and other things that we think you'll like. Did they say what we're going to see less of? Because something is obviously going away. Or have you noticed anything? I haven't really seen less of, and I will just tell people the ability for filters on content and search has gotten so good that I now create my own LinkedIn newsfeed. So I don't even have to scroll the main newsfeed anymore because the search filters have gotten so good. So just as an FYI, that is a powerful result of what we're now seeing LinkedIn rolling out. I don't know if that's making sense. So you log in put in a search topic, and that becomes the feed that you browse over a few different categories? I create bookmarks at the top of my Chrome experience, and then I just click my bookmarks. (laughs) Yeah. My Chrome experience. My Chrome experience. So I will say I don't even worry about what the goal at the end of the day for all social media. This is my taking off my LinkedIn hat and just putting on my Fox hat. All of social media is going to be what you want to see. And if you can create your own experience, that will always outserve any algorithm update in the future or what they decide should be in your newsfeed. So at a simple level, the easiest thing to say is you can start Xing buttons on each post to try to say, hey, I don't want to see this. Or if you respond to that short survey they're going to give you after a post, so basically personalizing your newsfeed, that's another way for you to start managing what you see. Yeah. One of the things when I take people through when they're trying to figure out, okay, which network is worth investing my time on for my business? We go through these five questions, but the fifth one is which network do you actually enjoy being on? Because if you dread opening TikTok, you're going to have a really hard time marketing well there. But the next step of that is, of course, to customize your experience on that platform. And I've always felt like LinkedIn lets us do that better than almost any of the other platforms. Yeah. To me, that's the takeaway. Personalizing your controls and updating the news feed and the algorithm so that way, hopefully, you can see more of what you want to see without having to literally go out and create your own news feed. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the other big updates, too, is what they call the company engagement report, and they're adding new features to this. So tell us just to remind anyone who's never heard or doesn't know, what is the company engagement report, and then where is this evolving? Again, setting up your own ability to target accounts, build segments based on any accounts. What I really take away is being able to see where the accounts are giving you very low engagement. So why would you want to continue pushing out content in that space or putting ad revenue dollars behind content that is going out to accounts that are giving you low engagement? That's my takeaway, but you can tell me what you think. Yeah. So it sounds like essentially you're going to be able to optimize your ad budget 
better and your time better in terms of how what you're getting out of these. Yeah, it seems like a no-brainer that you would not want to keep delivering content to people that are not liking, commenting, they're not downloading, they're not engaging on any of your sales content. And I think, obviously, I'm excited to see that. Okay. And then another tool that I know sales teams use a lot and other people may not even be aware of, but the uh, LinkedIn sales navigator feature, they're also kind of evolving this a little bit. So tell us about some of these updates with sales navigator. Yes. So when you are thinking of who is going to be able to either book a demo, book a sales call, they are using, I'm sure, AI or some type of algorithm tools to determine what people based on a persona and the connections they have with you. The more connections you have in common with a business or brand, the more likely somebody would be to get enough touch points to book a meeting, to book a demo, to be more in your network. And I think that's really good. So they're calling it a relationship explorer to the sales (laughs) navigator. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess that's how I see it. I guess it also matters then for hiring. It can actually create a better relationship and trying to reverse engineer someone's buyer intent level is basically, to me, that's something that I will kind of see the proof will be in the pudding if more people get actually booked demos and booked calls. It feels like this is one of those things that's almost creepy from the consumer side, but amazing from the marketing side, right? Yes. And I wonder if AI will become part of this at some point, because the way they're describing it right now, you still have to kind of know what you're looking for and go in there based on your own buyer persona that you're targeting. But with what you and I have seen with AI over the last few months and at Social Media Marketing World last month, it does kind of feel like the AI could get better at this than we could at some point. Yes, and I think what's really the behind the scenes of what data they're scraping is really, to me, all based on touch points. How many company LinkedIn page visits did they make? Did that person click on your company page and they're able to scrape all that? And not only the company page visits, but also LinkedIn profile visits to colleagues and people within the company leadership team. So if they're clicking on profiles, now you're realizing, oh, all my activities that I make on a company could come back to serve ads to me, serve content to me. That's a powerful thing to know from ad engagement and also just from consumer behavior on LinkedIn. We're tracking your behavior is basically what they're saying. Yeah. Which serves in both directions. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about LinkedIn Podcast Academy. And I know that you are very familiar with this program. So what is it? And then, you know, what can we do with this as marketers or what can we expect from this? Well, first of all, what I will say is always watch out for whenever LinkedIn says, hey, we have a form to fill out to apply for something. So when LinkedIn first launched the LinkedIn Podcast Network, there was no announcement that an academy was going to be formed in the future, but there was a form to fill out that said, hey, I want more information on how to join the LinkedIn Podcast Network. And now LinkedIn has rolled out the Podcast Academy, which is basically a six-month incubator to show people within that incubator how to leverage all the tools, how to expand reach using LinkedIn for podcasting. I spoke at a podcast movement, and all this energy that is LinkedIn realizing the power of merging podcasting and LinkedIn together, and I love seeing it. I am... 
a co-host on a podcast with Vinny Podestivo, and he is in the LinkedIn Podcast Academy. So it is very exciting to watch and see how this is evolving from a uh, front row seat. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically, you said it's an incubator. So is this something that marketers can apply for if they want to kind of learn more about how to integrate LinkedIn with the podcast? Yes. So if you want to know how to apply, literally search, you know, go to Google, search it, LinkedIn Podcast Academy. Okay. Search it and go in there and there will be a button that says learn more. That's where the application is and fill out that application. They do want to know your current downloads. They want to be aware of what podcasts exist. They picked a range of podcasts that were either only maybe 10 episodes in. It was a diverse range of what they picked because they don't just want to amplify voices that are already amplified. I really love this about LinkedIn. They're wanting to invest also in people who they see potential for the future of their podcast and they want to give them a platform. Yeah. Okay. It's really interesting to see LinkedIn and YouTube, even though Facebook sort of abandoned podcasts for the most part, LinkedIn and YouTube are like, nope, here we go. We are all in on this. And obviously it's a format that's not going away anytime soon. So one of the things on LinkedIn that is, you know, my experience just as a human is sometimes it feels very spammy. It feels very large. It feels very like, I, you know, oh, thanks for this message that you sent to however many people LinkedIn said you could send it to before they, you know, shut down your account. So <laughs> I like this new feature where it's, it's share a single post with multiple connections and messages. Because one, you know, not only are you hopefully sending something that's a valuable content instead of a spammy message, but they're letting you send it to a bunch of people at once, but all separate messages. Is that the way that works? When I played with it, that seemed to be what it was doing or what the little video I saw. Yes. So I've seen it a few ways. I would say I'm still hesitant to do it because on the receiving end, what I got from people testing this out, which I love being in connection with people who just want to test tools on each other, yeah, is basically being added to a group message. And yes, you can say that you want to send it individually to people, but I'm still finding that it comes across as, hey, look at me, but I'm not necessarily looking at you. So it's going to be an interesting way to try to navigate that to not come across as spammy. Well, yeah, it's not up to LinkedIn, though, to get us humans to behave. <laughs> True. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like we're talking about human, you know, behavior and decency and ethics and stuff at that point, right? Yes. So because it's a new way of kind of mass producing a message to people, I will say I only tested it on a small group and I asked permission. <laughs> and I'm just going to be really vulnerable here. Even that I thought two people gave me their permission. They didn't like it so much that they then like didn't know what to do with it. And they blocked the whole thing because they were like, I don't want anything to do with people sending me messages like that. So whenever you navigate something new, like a new feature, some people who just don't understand it don't appreciate what they received back. Even when you get their permission, it's so interesting. So it looks different then. It doesn't look like a message that you would have already, you know, shared with a post. Yes, I think something about it. And I had to ask for the screenshots to understand why did it feel to them like they were being spammed. So I say send it in either you are doing it individually and that looked fine, but be yeah. hesitant when you're clicking on multiple people and you don't accidentally either add them to a group or what you write with them. So I'm just trying okay. to help people out so you don't get a 
locked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and if LinkedIn made it look like spam, well, that we can push back on LinkedIn, right? I know. Ultimately, you got to do what feels right for you as a human and as a marketer in yes. every scenario. And I will say what I think I notice in general for why I think LinkedIn pushed this out, and this is the behavior We don't always want to share things publicly. We want to tell people privately because everyone's watching our behavior on LinkedIn. Let's just go down the funny route. I find something really funny and I want to share it to Jerry, but I also think 10 of my friends could find it funny too. I may not want to share it publicly because what if it's a little off color or a little edgy humor or something sarcastic that I know Jerry would get. I can understand (laughs) where LinkedIn is coming from. Like that's kind of a cool way to use it. So I don't know if I feel seen or offended right now, but we'll just uh, keep moving forward. So, and then speaking of messaging in this note, am I interpreting this right? Company pages, they're testing where you can message a profile. So an individual person. Yes. If it's rolled out to you, that's the other thing we're always going to talk about. Some of these features, if you're clicking around and you're saying, I don't see what she's talking about. I don't see that. It matters that LinkedIn has rolled it out to you. So yes, LinkedIn is rolling out the ability for company pages to be able to respond to messages. So if you go to my company page, it's Judy Fox. I know that's confusing, but it's if you go to my profile, you can find my company page and send me a message, a direct message right there on the company page. And the power of that is truly, to me, unlocking B2B, real B2B conversations. Because I may go to a company, social media examiner has a message button, and I request information around joining the community or information. I can click a button that says, hey, social media examiner, I want to ask you a question. You no longer have to find an employee to then message them. You can just message social media examiner directly. So can my company page message you as a person though? That's the direction I see it headed. Company pages can follow each other. Because that feels abusive. (laughs) If a business can message a profile directly, that's where I Oh, no. So Okay, okay. The business cannot go out on LinkedIn We have to, as a business, wait for our ideal clients to message us. So you are correct. The businesses cannot go out and message directly on LinkedIn. Okay. Okay. That's the part that kind of made me go, wait, am I reading this right? So I appreciate that you clarified that for me. But imagine creating content strategy now for your company page that has call to actions that don't have to rely on individual employees processing direct messages, which... Now you can have a team of people who can handle messaging on the company page, any of the admins. Yeah, that part is great. It's another way to engage. Plus, they stay on LinkedIn, which even though LinkedIn is the one network that says, oh, you send them wherever, we, we know you want them to stay on LinkedIn. I was like so excited for this because it's powerful for hiring. It's powerful if you have any employee turnover. I mean, I hope we don't have employee turnover, but it's a fact of life. Yeah. And the fact that you can maintain the conversations within the company page and the company that you're building, I think it creates more value for company pages, 100%. Yeah. And then a couple more updates for company pages. One, you can now schedule posts natively on LinkedIn with your company page, the date and time that you want it to go out. And then they're also introducing the ability for pages to follow other pages. How does that work? And how do you see us utilizing that? Yeah. So I've seen when you are following another page, I think what it kind of starts to initially do is say, hey, we are either parallel businesses or related or our company 
is connected to your company, I think you can create that B2B relationship is kind of how my brain is seeing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it initially create some type of, I don't know what to call it, like, oh my gosh, huge aha moments, like the messaging feature. But I will say it is really good to see how company pages can go out on LinkedIn and engage. So if I think about the behavior, let's just bring up TikTok just right now, just because we already brought it up. I think it's really cool to see the brands liking and commenting on people who are making content around that product or that business or that service. Yeah. So it's cool. I mean, I watched Microsoft, for example, engage on TikTok and I see LinkedIn engage on TikTok and they'll be like, good luck on your job search. And I think we are seeing the world of being excited that a brand and a company is following us or is engaging with us. And I think that's the power of not only having companies be able to follow each other, but companies being able to comment and like on either other companies or on people on the platform. It's much easier now. Yeah. I'm curious if this is sort of inspired by Facebook, which has kind of allowed a little bit more of that and and a little bit more of companies being able to engage with individuals in that way. Not like spamming them or private messaging them, but engage in that way too. So very cool. So many cool updates. Quick reminder, you can sign up for our Web3 for Beginners course to unlock the exciting opportunities of the future with Web3. You can go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash Web3 course, Web the number three course, socialmediaexaminer.com slash Web3 course today to get started. Judy, where can we discover more about you? Well, you can head over to LinkedIn and go to J-U-D-I-F-O-X because I'm still celebrating and I'm still shining from the glow of getting my top voice and social media badge. (laughs) I have a post right there if you want to celebrate with me. I would love it. Thank you so much. Popping champagne. So... (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. You asked me, like, can you see that? And I was like, yeah, I can see it. It looks really cool. Can you see it? (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, two for you to check out, the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Web3 Business Podcast. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.